Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Oh, boy. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. Thank God. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from beautiful Chobo Studios located in... Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Love you guys. I almost forgot my routine. <laughs> I know. We, uh, we had a little guy on the side of the stage, Indy. You're like, line, line. Um, Our PA just poked me. Indy, how are you today? I heard you start talking. What are you doing? Doing great. Loving y'all. Hey, I'm, so I'm noticing the whiteboard today. Can you read that, Daryl? Yes. Yeah, this is not funniest thing with old Lang Syne. It's actually funniest thing with Daryl and Ed, you goofball. Dude. My bad. My bad. But ha- I did happy New just- Year, y'all. Hey, I just happened to listen to um, No Watch, It's a Wonderful Life, for the first time ever, or at least that I can remember the other night at your suggestion, and um, they sang that at yeah. some point, I think towards at the, the end. end. Yeah, That was the grand that was finale. The grand finale. What a great movie. That movie, if you haven't watched it in a while, I mean, I'm like late to the game on this, but uh, <laughs> there's a great movie out there, folks. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's called A Wonderful Life. <laughs> but... That movie got intense, man. Like, I mean, it is really all about the story you tell. It's also about the pair, the, it's about the prodigal son's brother who stayed home and he was bitter about the other, the prodigal son. And like, that's another part of the story. Yeah, the there's so son. much in like, there. If we're going to stay home and do our father's bidding or God's or our inspired work, then we need to realize that we're, I need to realize I'm doing that out of a choice. And that it's a blessing. And that's what he gets to see. That how much he blesses all of these other yeah. people. But man, that movie gets like seriously like Twilight Zone intense. When he, you know, in the scene where he, um, uh, the angel shows him what. Because he's like, I wish I'd never been born. You, you say it better than me. You got the whole thing down. But uh, so he goes through this whole sequence where it's like his life if he had never been born. And, this, and, like, and ca- the cinematography yes. and the intensity of that. Wow. What? I had to watch it all the way to the end. I thought I was going to watch a part and watch. But I was like, I was feeling the same way he was feeling. I was like, come on. We got to get through this. <laughs> like, I got to watch this to the end. Well, it makes it clear that we don't realize the ripple effect. Yeah. Just by us being here has on so many people. Right. Into your mic's on, by the way. We're hearing your your chair roll around there. Um, hopefully, he hears us. Yeah, but any at any rate, great movie, really intense movie, a lot more intense than I thought, and it has a lot to do with today's show, yep. which is about which is called 
What's your story with the amazing Reverend Kathy Norman? And when we say Reverend, not everyone gets that term. We learned from Dr. Elizabeth, no, excuse me, Reverend Elizabeth Marshall. Doc, Dr. Elizabeth is what they called her. Is that what they called her? Yep. Yeah. She's one of the only people that I know that's not like a medical doctor that I don't feel bad calling doctor. Anyway, she, 90-some-odd-year-old metaphysician who knew, who actually handed the mental equivalents to Louise Hay. Louise Hay went on to turn that into an empire. But, um... And never she, say that she actually got them from Ernest Holmes. She, uh... Oops. Um, but Dr. Elizabeth is the one who taught us that reverend was originally a term of uh, respect for that we would give to others, not something you would tack on to your own name. That's right. And, uh, and you know who else said that? Butterworth. Butterworth. Nice. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense because it's a, it's, a, it's a way of respecting and loving someone who really practices and lives this stuff and blesses others as a result. I agree. So today's show is called What's Your Story? We have all told lots of stories, some of which empower us and others that disempower us. Many people have been stuck on a self-defeating story for so long that their lives are in a rut and they wonder why. Others have latched on to life-giving stories that keep making their world better. Any story that portrays you as a creative, whole, and blessed being, living in an abundant universe with infinite potential, is a worthwhile one to tell. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners that we have a choice about our story. So let's tell the one that takes us where we want to go. And during the second segment, captivating Kathy Norman motivates us to tell ourselves story, stories that give way to big, happy surprises with today's reading, Luck. Joyce Kramer, who's another ah. Um Are we going to do our three breaths and then do the... We got a great Emmett Fox to cement this. Yes. And yeah, we got a few short a, readings. And I got a meditation from Kathy's mother, Nancy, about 24 of the year of more. Yeah. Just a pair, a couple of paragraphs that I want to read. Yeah, about. we got to read those. Yeah, yeah. So let's. Um, Daryl was inspired by the great Reverend Ike this morning. Yeah, for our three breaths. Yeah. Because Reverend Ike used to say. You can't lose with the stuff I use. So we're going to build on, we're going to use that, play with that, and we're going to do this. Here we go. Okay, you ready? Breath. <sighs> I can't lose with the story I choose. <sighs> I can't lose with the story I choose. <sighs> I can't lose. With, With the, the story, story I choose. I choose. <sighs> yeah. The angels. You know, the story I choose is so important because you might notice my voice is a little torched. I, um, Spent a lot of time with family. I was coming off of the tail end of the... Um, You're not allowed to use the F word on this show. Eh? Our <laughs> censors. Yeah. Well, so uh, That's right. So uh, I, I came off of school the last week. People were coughing and wheezing and all the stuff. Everyone, there was a lot of stress in the envi environment. 
went straight into that, into all this, like, you know, the Christmas stuff and everyone planning and family flying in and a lot of insanity. I mean, forced family fun and feeding too. Yeah. So, but I just kept blessing it. My affirmation was, this is the best Christmas ever. I just kept, that's the story I kept telling myself regardless. And did really well, made my way through it. I mean, there, uh, there was a lot, nothing really happened to me. A lot of stuff was happening around me. Um, finally, a couple of days ago, I was at home alone. No one was around. And this little cold sore thing popped up in a weird way. And that, what that in the past has typically come with a lot of anxiety about like me taking on other people's stress. Like it's a very specific thought feeling conundrum that I goes with that. And I just couldn't hold it in. I like started, I had like a primal, like, ah, you know, like yell, there's no one home. And I like stopped my feet, like, ah, all that energy needed to be released. And all that is to say, especially for us sensitive sorts, it's really important for me to realize, am I telling the story that I choose to tell or am I internalizing stories that other people have told me? And it doesn't matter how long ago it happened, how long I've been believing those stories. If it's not my story, it feels bad. And sometimes that can be very hypnotic because I've been thinking it so long that I think, oh, feeling bad is who I am. You know what I'm saying? I don't even realize it. That's why it's good to have other people around like Kathy Norman, like Daryl, like Indy, like this show, these books, everything we read is a litmus test. Like, do I really feel good or am I just having that false sense of I'm good because I feel like I'm in control right now? Because if I, when I'm really feeling good, I feel light. Free, I laugh easy. I feel open. I like if to, to share with people how I'm really feeling without making it heavy. Just like like today, I was saying, and this is a beautiful thing. You keep telling these stories. It doesn't matter. Like I'm, I was a little off kilter. I just kept blessing everything, and as a result, I stumbled on a great reading from Kathy Norman. Like God never stops talking to me, and even when it's so tempting, there's so much crap going through my head that I've. What's the use? It's like, I've been practicing it this long and I still feel this bad. It doesn't even matter. None of that matters. None of that really stops the flow of the good unless I fully buy into that old story and shut, it, shut myself down, right? Like, like Emmett Fox says, if I close the blinds and don't let the light in, the only thing that is unfor- the only unforgivable sin is if there's nothing God can do if I won't let the fresh inspiration in. And a lot of times it takes just willingness the willingness the size of a mustard seed whatever a tiny little bit like and you got to really internal daryl and i have internalized this it's think about that story when you're having a hard day like if you are even willing that's the mustard seed right there that will and that's all it takes that's not yes that's not a hyperbole that's all it takes because through that tiny little hole the water of life, the joy, it will start to flow and it will just burst the bubble of all that BS, bad science, and you'll start feeling good again. Yes, because we're getting on a new train of thought. And it's, uh, it's not, yes. it's not uh, by accident that it's called a train of thought. True. Because we're talking about the story. We're not just talking about stories we're telling others. We're talking about the story that's always going on in our head. Yes. And whether you like it or not, that story becomes a train of thought. And that train of thought takes us where the feeling nature and the theme of that story is all about. And this morning I had a, 
You know, every morning we recommend that you do a morning routine. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's just seven minutes because you have to get into a practice where you're applying this on a regular basis. And we like to set the bar low for our listeners and say, just get one of the books you've heard us mention, the morning readers, and take your coffee before you're... You know, if you live with kids and wife and or husband, uh, wake up a little earlier. Lots of our friends do it. I started doing this while I was in the military. So there's no excuses. You know, if I could find the time to do this before duty with other people around me, um, the benefit is is incredible because this whole show is about our our life is our consciousness. And it has more to do with how we think about ourselves and our circumstances than it has to do with all the busy activity we think we need to do to make our life a better yes uh, a better life yes. So this morning I wrote to myself as part of my morning routine. I usually find some reading, and this is the great thing about doing a morning routine. Because like Ed said, our mind naturally wants our bodies, the universe. It's, it's called universe one song, meaning we're, it's all united. It's, we're all connected. That's how Charles Fillmore came up with the name unity, not as a noun, but it's a verb. And it's, it's happening. So And when he says universe, I mean, that's the meaning yeah, of the word. One song. Uni. Verse, yeah. verse of a poem or a song, uni, one. So like when people get think that it's like hard, they're talking hard science describing the universe, they're using basically a metaphysical term. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Sorry, it is amazing. Yeah. And this is the amazing scientific part, that everything, the universe is always progressive and evolving. Yeah. It's not... It's not destructing itself. It's always growing and evolving, progressing. Mm. And every cell in our body has been doing this since the day we were born, Yeah, taking care of us. And it's in harmony with this force. And for lack of a better word, we can call it love. But here's what I'm getting at. When you do a morning routine in the morning, even myself, last night I didn't sleep. And my mind was, when I first got up, I didn't get a good night's sleep, and I was looking forward to this show. Now look, it's not going And I go, nope, nope, nope. I don't want to tell that story, and I know better now. So I go, nope, nope, nope. We're going to have coffee. <laughs> and this is going in my head. We're going to have coffee. You're going to do routine. You're going to start feeling better. So good. And like Ed said, just a little mustard seed, just a willingness to not buy into that old story. And like I said, these stories are going on all the time. With every little thing we're think- I'm thinking about doing or you're thinking about doing, and I'll read what I wrote to myself, but what Ed said, just a little bit of the mustard seed. So this morning, I wrote to myself, whenever the story begins, this was after my routine, whenever the story begins. So whatever story starts in your mind, think about spiritual solutions. And just saying that, not even knowing what spiritual solutions means, it gets my mind open to a more affirmative way of thinking, a more hopeful way of thinking. 
And then to myself, I wrote this. I wrote, am I going to tell the old story of morbid expectation? Because that's the seems to be the routine. Am I going to tell the old story of morbid expectation or a new story of joyful expectation? It's kind of funny. I thought, well, that's pretty much the life of Jesus in a nutshell. Yeah. He came here as a new conception of God, one of love and forgiveness. Yeah. Instead of just karma, you know, do this and you get the consequences. Yeah. So then I wrote to remind myself that I have a tendency to beat myself up. I'm not, you're not doing enough. You know, you should be doing more, this sort of thing, which comes from the belief that I'm not good enough as is. Right. And I know this, but that doesn't make the story automatically better all the time. So my mind started to think, after I'm feeling good now, a new story started that wasn't good, which was, well, you could have did this yesterday or this. And I changed, nope, nope, nope. And I wrote, there is no legacy required. I do not have to impress others with my suffering to earn or deserve my divine and unlimited inheritance. It's so tempting because so many we hear around us in the news or from people we know, you know, even our own heads, that it's virtuous to suffer. Uh, nothing good comes easy. You know, he, you know, he, he got it the old fashioned way. He earned it. And they, it always has the connotation of their struggle and um, sacrifice in the wrong sense. Ed and I talked about this week. You know, sacrifice, the, the original idea of sacrifice didn't mean I'm sacrificing my heart's desire my dream in order to do something distasteful because I feel obligated to an idea about other people. Oh, look at him. He was supposed to, you know, he, he had the opportunity to play pro football, right. but he sacrificed that, you know, and now he works in a factory canning sardines and he raised his kids and the poor guy's dying inside, right? <laughs> but, that's not what sacrifice meant. Sacrifice meant I sacrifice that negative story that's starting in my head. I sacrifice the idea that I have to suffer. And right. I choose the thing I desire because the thing you desire is God's will for you. Yes. We're best at doing the things we love to do. So... um I wrapped it up with God's grace is mine effortlessly, meaning all this good in our lives, my health. I don't make, I mean, yeah, I do things to remain healthy, you know, but compared to how much health is going on in my heart, I don't, my heart's beating all on its own. I mean, yes. so that's all the grace of God. So God's grace is mine effortlessly as I simply appreciate it, meaning appreciate that this life force is going on. And take the path of love in word, thought, and deed. It's that simple. You know, you're hitting on so many good things, man. It's the day when, because, you know, coming off of spending a lot of time around family, and there was times where I was 
um, hearing everyone's tell their how they got this, how they, and it was like a lot of, it was hard to get this. It was hard to, and it was hard. It, for me, it was like tempting to like, be like, well, what do, what do I do? I don't even know what I do. Like, you know what I mean? In the, oh, cause you get short circuited. Cause yeah, I like, yeah. by living by these principles, I don't know how it works. And I realized that that's the difference is yeah. a lot of people are looking for the how and by tapping into this divine power, that's the opposite. Yes. I don't want to, I don't need to know how. I just need to know what it is that is within me that is wanting to be born yeah. and consider myself worthy of it. And my voice is, our voice, I'm learning in my life, I'm almost 50, that my voice is so important. I, was, I feel like I was kind of in environments when I was younger where I know I was, there was people telling me what was best for me. Now, what I like the way I raised my son and the way I've learned to work with other people and the way loving people speak to me is I want to hear what their voice is. How can I encourage their voice? Because I know their, because I learned had to learn this the hard way, like you and me. We, because no, like we, we stumbled through it. Thank God. I mean, by grace, it was there all along and we, we desired it and we found it. But I want to know. Because I get parents calling me, they want me to work with their kid, talk to their young adult. And I, as soon as they start talking, I go, I already know what the challenge is. You think you know who they are, and you think you know where they should be. And you think, like, I don't say this out loud, right, but in my right. mind, intuitively, I can just yes. sense it. So I'm so happy when they talk to me, but I always tell them, I'll talk to your kid if they want to talk to me. I'm not, yeah. but I can already tell the blessing has begun. Because no one else knows me but me, and no one else knows you right. but you. And that's the great freedom of this reality, is the story I tell. It doesn't yes. matter if anyone else hears it. They will, especially if I keep singing that song and telling that story to the I am within, because the universe responds to that story. Well, That's the most amazing And here's thing. the thing. That story of... Whatever that desire is, whatever that thing is, or whatever you feel good about, yeah, that story is the true story about you. Yes, because the yes. In, the indicator yes. is how good it makes you feel. We were just talking. A friend of ours' son, a young the son is an introvert. He's a young boy, and he just likes hanging in his room playing on his video games. And the daughter's more of an extrovert, like a people pleaser. Okay. So he had a few concerns, and I said, you know what? I could tell you. Oops. I said, my, uh, my uh, brother was an introvert. He just hid in his room with all the chaos that was going on uh, when we were very young. And I was the extrovert. I was trying to win my father's approval so we wouldn't get because he would blow, he would blow his stack and yeah, just yeah. this, you know, super violent guy. I mean, it was like living with Tony Soprano. But my brother, I said, you know what, my brother, because he was choosing his own reality. He wasn't doing, like, I was choosing a reality with another person in mind. My brother was choosing a reality for his own self. Right. His own peace of mind. And, you know, it seemed at the time 
he's not going to be doing. He's not going. Doesn't go outside. He just plays with his toys. You know, nothing is going to happen here. We're worried about him. Well, guess what, folks? My brother and we were orphaned when he was still very young, and I had just turned seventeen. Um, he has always chosen what he's wanted to do his whole life. He chose to join the Air Force because he loved the idea of the Air Force. He goes in the Air Force, he succeeds in the Air Force and decides, I want to get out now. I'm going to go work for the post office. Now, now there's no parents around to say, well, that's silly. And I didn't say that. So I was like, oh, great. So he works as an engineer. And then while he's at the post office, he goes, I want to be a postal inspector. He goes to college and becomes a postal inspector. I'd love to do fraud and all this and work with the banks, you know, and all. And it's like, so who is the healthier person? Right. Who was telling a better story? My brother was telling a story that felt good for him. Yes. And, you know, did my story feel good? My story felt good only because I was choosing a story out of self-protection instead of self-respect. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But now, the good news is it's never too late That's to tell correct. a new story. That is correct. And we respect ourselves by telling the story that feels really good. And we know the story. I just want to read one thing from Emmett Fox. Yeah, wait, let's burn through that. I just Some want to mail. read and, and yes. um, we'll get to see Kathy. Kathy. So here's, here it is in a nutshell, folks. And if you have Around the Year with Emmett Fox, it's a great morning uh, eye-opener. Ed and I have been reading it for years. So the past few days are about what he calls the seven-day mental diet. And it's about really watching the story you tell yourself. And avoid telling yourself the negative story. Right. And just... Bring your mind back to the affirmative story. So he goes, thought is the real causative force in life. There is no other. You cannot have one kind of mind in another kind of environment. You cannot change your environment while leaving your mind unchanged. This is the real key to life. If you change your mind, your conditions must change too. Your body must change. Your activities must change. Your home must change. Yes. The color tone of your whole life must change. And from Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and be not conformed to this world. That means the news or That's other people's stories. Did, yes. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what your brother did. And it talks about choosing the subject of your thoughts. And the key... It's not so much to try to use mental willpower to decide what's good for you. The key is to simply let go of the negative thoughts, the negative stories. And just to be clear, I'm just going to read what he says here. What is meant by negative thinking? A negative thought is any thought of failure, disappointment, or trouble, any thought of criticism or spite or jealousy or condemnation of others or self-condemnation, any thought of sickness or accident, or ensure any kind of limitation, morbid expectation, I call it morbid yeah. expectancy. And 
Don't let that panic you because he wants to be clear here that it's just not to dwell upon those negative thoughts. You're not going to stop these thoughts, just like my example from this morning. But here's the key. It's not the thoughts that come to you that matter, but only such of them as you choose to entertain and dwell upon. Yes. So we got to ex- jump off that train of thought as soon as it starts. No, no, I got the wrong ticket. Yes. And jump off that train. And that's enough, like Ed said, and like I mentioned, that the new train of thought will come in. Yes. Kathy Norman actually has a book called Sermon on the Molehill, which we recommend. Here you go. So you can control that timer. Um, and I just happened to open it today. This is what I was referring to earlier. It doesn't matter that my head was kind of not fully feeling the joy, but I just picked this up, had a feeling. She says, when you surrender your frustration, your anger, your resistance, then the divine plan God has for you naturally unfolds. Surrendering, just uh, don't. I've been re- learning, a lot, uh, hearing a lot about the law of non-resistance. Yes. Don't resist it. Acknowledge it. Let it go. It is rarely stated in words, but it can be found by simply looking at what is in front of us. Step by step, day by day, God's plan is displayed before our eyes. This is 100% true. When we trust that God knows exactly what he is doing, when we surrender to him, we see God's plan in concrete experiences that, experiences that lead us to where we need to be at precisely the right time. God has a future for us that is God's business, not our business. We don't have to worry about it. Uh, you know what this reminds me of? One quick tool I've been using this week. Mm-hmm. And I shared it with our friend who's in the hospital, Stephen Bruni, a guest on here. Yes. Send your prayers to Bruni. Quick, radiant health. Healing, yes, he's healing. He is healing. But yes. another quick, with this in a nutshell, it reminds me of this that helps me and has been helping all week. And it's from Mary Cupferly, another Unity author. Yes. And it's simply this God's taking care of it. Yeah. And it short circuits my negative. As soon as my negative story starts, I go, God's taking care of it. Yeah, that's everything right yes, there. Yes, God's everything. taking care of it. Concern is never constructive. No. We have to just keep rerouting when we feel that concern. Uh, uh, Lois Conklin sent us to our P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. That's the funniest thing. Life is not about being rich, being popular, being highly educated, or being perfect. It's about being real, humble, and kind. Merry Christmas to all. Chobo Studios and Funniest Things. Sending love and blessings for the new year. Love to all, Lois Conklin. Thank you. Kirky sent us a postcard. Says, one day I will catch that bastard. <laughs> That's what it says on the front. And it's me fishing, and it's got me He's trying going to catch for us. the bait. We're all trying to catch ourselves, though, aren't we? We're all trying to catch wind of what we're up to down there. So good news. Withdraw your attention from the news. Create good news by virtue of the aliveness you exude and the act. What is this? Actions you undertake from a platform of inherent well-being. Yes. Create good news. That's what we do. That's amazing. Each day is new. And you know, when we do this, I was just thinking, we don't, we don't, we never make a good day. We 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 receive a good day. We participate in the good day. Yes. Unfolding. And a lot of these tools, that's what takes the weight off it. We don't have to make heaven on earth or make our dream life. We just have to receive it. We just have to be open to it. We want. We have to uh, play with it when it arrives. Um, after the break, I'll hopefully Kathy won't mind if I read Nancy Norman's little more in twenty four meditation. 
Um, oh, I want to say too, when I got in my car after hearing stuff going on in my, my family of origins house, you know, during Christmas, I got invited to sit for 10 extra minutes in it. There's just a lot going on. I was getting beat up. I used a few metaphysical blessings to get my way out of there. But I have to say, when I got back in my car, I felt so blessed that we live this way. The difference in living affirmatively was never so clear to me. Doesn't matter what we look like when we're in front of family or people who don't understand us. Might feel like we're getting our behind kicked or what's the use. But it works. I would rather have a life that is working than a life that I can brag about how hard it is or complain about Ugh. everything and be the center of attention in a situation like that. I would rather leave that situation and thank God that I have a great relationship with my son. Our health continues to improve. My finances continue to get better. The things that I dream of come to me in amazing ways. Yep. I, even when my, I get tempted by that devil whisper in my ear, I'm so glad that at the end of the day when I lay down my head, I know I've never been so clear that we are on the right track by living affirmatively. It is not just niceties. It is a whole different way of living that changes everything and is so worth it. So I'm glad that you are out here. For those who are contributing to Patreon, we thank you because it's helping to get this message out. Mark Hicks over at Unity. Kathy Norman is coming up next over at Unity of Santa Barbara. You mean Truth Unity. TruthUnity.net. But I mean Unity. He, to me, yes. is Unity. Also, I agree with you. I had both in my mind, but... To me, he is unity. He's bringing the message of unity. He's keeping it alive. So thank you to everyone who's participating. Coming up next, Captivating Kathy Norman motivates us to tell ourselves stories that give way to big, happy surprises with today's reading luck. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed from Chobo Studio. Now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. You made it to the yeah. second segment of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, and, and today's you're glad you will. You today, did. today's topic is <laughs> today's, today's topic. Oh, is that me? Yeah. Today's topic is what's your story? What's your story with Kathy Norman and? Right before we bring in our beautiful guest, we got two little things to read. One is from Florence Scovel Shin. Yes. We always mention her. It's one of the first books I read. It's a thin little <laughs> book, folks. You could hide it in your briefcase or your purse. It's called The Game of Life. And there's a set of cards of all the affirmations from that book, The Game of Life, uh, that someone... Who gave us? Who sent these to me as a gift? Well, it was one of the, our guests. It was the guest, the, most the magician, person, uh, Sammy Smith. Sammy Smith, thank you. So here we go. Mm -hmm. It goes perfect with our show. The invisible forces are ever working for those who are always pulling the strings themselves, though they do not know it. Owing to the vibratory power of words, whatever one voices. One begins to attract. Yes. As soon as nice. we voice a thing, we it's 
We're starting to attract it. Yes. Kathy Norman, how are you? I hear your voice. I'm good. I'm good. I'm a, I'm so excited to see you two handsome guys. Oh, my God. Thank you for coming. Well, we will see you tomorrow at Unity yes. of Santa Barbara. Anyone yep. who For our burning to. bowl service, we can we can just burn these stories. The old, worn out ones. The old ones. Yeah. Nice. Well, your mother sent us a, actually, it was a text thread that you were on. And it was actually, uh, this was specifically sent to Michael Schoonover, our other friendly minister who comes on the show and blows our mind with metaphysics. Tell them who her mother is. I'm about to. Nancy Norman. Yep. Yes. Um, sent us this. And she is claiming more in 24. I claim more in 2024. She's running for president. And uh, <laughs> Wait, 2000? Yeah, 2020, yeah, 2024. I'm claiming more. That's what she said on the call. I'm claiming more in 2024. Brilliant. She's running for president as well. She should, man. She would be amazing. I know she should. Yeah, I claim more in 2024. I now baptize you in this coming year, 2024, as a year for your more and more greater good. 2024, the year of more. Your greater good has your name on it and is ready to land in your life just as planes are lined up orderly and circling, lined up in a busy airport, waiting for a signal from the tower to prepare for a safe, successful landing. The plane and the pilot, God, knows it, at, knows it is at the right airport and has its destined cargo for you. That plane is circling and awaiting the signal from the air traffic control tower to prepare for landing. You are the tower and the air traffic controller. Since we are baptizing 2024 as a year of more and more good, we are, as towers of light, signaling all planes for more of our greater good that it is A-OK to now land. We, as towers of light and the air traffic control agency or the desire control agency, have cleared all channels for the safe and successful delivery of all of our greater good. And all that good has our name on it. We are filled with a sense of zeal, enthusiasm and expectancy as we move quickly with ease under grace to gate number one god the good omnipotent we are filled with gratitude and blessings love reverend nancy wow amen and amen doesn't that make Isn't it easier to know all those planes want to land they all want they already want to land and i just gotta clear the runways let them know it's okay. Come on in. Nothing more is required. Well, the, Let's do this. Well, that's, yeah, the clearing of the runway is just keep deleting those negative, negative ideas that come up. That keeps, that's like sweeping the runway clear. Yes. And then when you feel good, say yes. 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 Be the yes. All right. Uh, I almost called you, Nancy, like I did last time for crying out loud. Um, so, Reverend Kathy. What would you like to share with us as we kick uh, off? You know, I, I love this subject because um, I see stories as kind of like pockets, bundles of energy, if you will. And so you can kind of look to see, oh, I've got all these different bundles of energy and which one am I going to plug into? Like, like you remember um, in the olden days where they would, you know, take these wires, the operators would take these wires and plug into, yes. you know, oh, you want to talk to so-and-so, I'm plugging you into that. And it's kind of the same way 
I love I love how you described Daryl, where it was like, okay, you had a bad evening, uh, didn't get much sleep, and you were just about ready to plug into the bundle of energy of this is going to be a sucky day. But no, you didn't. I'm plugging into this version of myself. Yeah. This is the story. And if you think about it, because in quantum physics, there's many realities happening all at the same time. And you get to choose which reality you're going to actually experience. So I love I, I love this whole idea of stories because the other part of it is, is that, um, you know, Jesus was the master storyteller. And this is the way I interpret it, is that, you know, he could read an audience, kind of read their energy and take that energy and by telling a story, he could plug the whole consciousness into another reality, yeah. into a whole. That's why storytelling is is beyond important. You know, I, I and on Sundays, I like to tell stories um, only because that's how people can plug into another energy rather than me just going blah, 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 blah you know, this blah, 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 you know, that's why your stories are so great, because you're coming from this is what happened to me. And people go, Oh, yeah, and you've taken other people with you and plugged them into a whole other story. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. So that's why I think Jesus was just like a master when he was teaching. Uh, because basically, uh, you know, everything's neutral anyway. And then you attach your meaning to it, right? And you so you are attaching, you know, some kind of meaning to it. And either it's going to be really positive in your life or it's not. So it's again, it's like in fact, I don't know if you guys saw this movie. I don't know why we saw it, because it freaked us out. <laughs> uh, called that maybe you saw it called Leaving the World Behind. Yeah, I decided I cannot watch this movie. You can't. I would. I it, 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 for days. Steve and I were like, "Oh my god, it's kind of apocalyptic," you know. And I noticed that both of us were taking our, you know, our plugging into. Oh my god, are we prepared if you know if there's a cyber attack? And we got into that whole thing for a couple days. Yeah, and then finally it was like. Whoa, I went into the rabbit hole of complete fear. And why did I do that to myself? And yes, it's good to be prepared. You never know. But for the most part, I know that God's going to take care of me. And so it's like, where are we going to, am I going to plug into, there is no God. I can't, I can't, you know, oh my God, I'm going to, how am I going to survive? Or there is a God and that's right. You know, I'll be guided to whatever yes. I need to do. Right. So, yes. Anyway, that's uh that's that's my two bits. Well, I'm glad you shared that because I know this for myself for many, many years and Ed and I talked about it to with each other cuz he feels the same way. Movies are stories just like Jesus telling a story and they're filled with so much emotion. You know, with the music and the suspension of disbelief, you know, you're really in the story. And 
if I see a story, like I know myself, like if it's a horrific story, for like three days after, I'm hungover. I'll catch myself yeah. going on my walk, and now I'm already thinking, recreating a scene in that movie that I don't want to be reliving. So I, I really have to be mindful, and it's it's this is the part I don't understand about myself, but I think this is part about being human because I think most of us do this from the people I talk with, is why is it so difficult for me to choose the movie that I know is going to be corny and loving and fun and happy and make me want to be a better person, as opposed to, you know, uh, Liam Neeson taking down human traffickers and Taken. I mean, it's like, well, well I know which one's going to give me a good hangover or a bad hangover, and it's ironic that we're talking about, but when I'm watching documentaries that are positive, I get a great night's sleep. The next day I wake up hopeful. And anytime a little piece of that movie comes in my mind, the hopeful, joyful one, it reignites my um, will to want to continue to be a better person like that character yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. And last night I realized how potent movies are. So I watched a really positive uh, documentary, and then afterwards, I still wasn't tired, so I go, ah, I've never seen this movie, 1987, Malone with... Uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Did you ever see that thing? <laughs> no, but you told me. You, go, okay. I, you, you told me, Malone's positive, but I can't stand the toupee. <laughs> I don't know what this movie was, but that's what you texted me. Oh, my God. No, I said it was a good movie. So it's this action movie with Burt Reynolds. and But for some reason, I, I couldn't stop seeing like that bad toupee yet on. I started feeling bad. Why are you wearing a toupee? You're a handsome guy. And that night, I, so I fell asleep last night, and in my dream... I'm hanging out with Burt Reynolds. You know, I'm with Burt Reynolds. And it's the Burt Reynolds, you know, the 70s, cool, like the 80s, early 80s Burt Reynolds. Who's like, I'm hanging yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that Burt Reynolds. The Norm MacDonald Burt Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, we're talking. I go, yeah, but what? He goes, yeah, the director really didn't do the best with the directing of that movie. And I said, yeah. And I said, what about the toupee? Why are you wearing the toupee? And he goes, well, maybe you should get a toupee. And I said, I don't know if I look good with a toupee. He goes, well, if you get the right one, you'd look good with a toupee. But oh then he God. takes off his toupee. And I was amazed that like he looked like a young Jan Michael Vincent for some reason. This, this is how crazy it was. And I was like, and my head was scratched because he walked away to go do something. I go, wow, he's a really good-looking guy without his toupee. But this is how stories affect us. Yeah. This whole nightmare I just told you on the air is to drive home the fact that not only the stories we tell ourselves, but the stories we choose to read or watch. Yeah. They or get, listen, to listen to from and, other people. Yeah, yeah, and that's why the news is not a good drug of choice. Yeah. The news, right. I leave the news to people who enjoy the blues. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Everything I need to know, I end up finding out. Meaning, if there's going to be a rainstorm, I didn't have to watch the news. Someone told me, oh, 
there's going to be rain this week. Or yeah, have you ever yeah. noticed? Oh, yeah, like every little thing, yeah. if traffic has been diverted, someone will happen to tell me, oh, well, you're driving to Santa Barbara this weekend? Well, you know, traffic is diverted. You might want to, oh, thank you. We, and it's always been that way, folks. But t- to take, to watch the news is like watching horror movies because mm-hmm. here's the thing about the news, and this was told to me years ago, and we don't always believe it, but the news is the exception, not the rule. It's yeah. the exception, and that's why it's so seductive because it's not what's going on for the most part in history. Because people say, oh, yeah, but what about history? This bad thing, this bad thing. I go, yeah, but take all those little bad things and push them together, and that's only about a paragraph compared to the size of all the centuries of human existence that we're talking about. Yeah. And it was a a Marine, when I was in the military, where I was like, oh, my God. He goes, what's wrong? I go, well, this thing in the news. He goes, Fizarro, you know what the news is, it's the anomalies. It's not the norm. It's the anomalies. It's yes. not the norm. Yes. But when you're just watching the news, your brain tells mm. you that's the norm. That's going mm. on everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Even if in your own life, in your own neighborhood, none of that's going on, my mind starts preparing for when it's going to go on. And that's mm-hmm. the problem. And that's why I got to keep taking my mind. Tell yourself the story that feels good because the feel-good story is the true story. Yes, and if true. it feels bad, it means it's not true. Yeah. That's why it feels bad. Just like when you get injured, it hurts, so you take care of it. If, you, if, you're, if the thought and the story you're telling yourself feels bad, Ed's wife came up with the best thing, and I used it last night. I started to think something bad, and I told myself, this is too bad to be. This feels too bad to be true. Mm-hmm. Good, yes, I love it. Yes. And my and, mind, and you know, yes. Well, I, I, along those lines, you know, they found that uh, that there's like this little adrenaline rush that happens when people, you know, watch negative stuff, and that's why it's so addictive. It's like they need the next, you know, the and twenty four hour news. There's people that watch it twenty four hours oh, yeah. a day because they're getting that little. The little rush. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you know, to detox from news, I don't know if, 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 if you've ever had to do that, but it's just like detoxing from a drug. Yeah. Oh, I've been off the news and off social media for a big chunk now, like several months now, because I got mm-hmm. hacked. Thank goodness. God did for me Good. what I couldn't do for myself. Right. And what that's caused is I notice now even if I think about watching it or looking at it, and now I only have YouTube, I start to feel like that little feeling of a little bit of nausea. Yeah. Like this doesn't feel like. Right. And it's like, no, 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 we could overcome it. We're just going to take a peek. But it's (laughs) so obvious now that it's emotionally unhealthy. But when Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it all the time, it, mm-hmm. You know, it's like the story of the frogs where if you slowly bring up the heat, they don't notice that they're being cooked. 
And that's what happens yeah, in a when pot, in, a pot, in a if you put them in cool water, right? Yeah, they slowly turn up the heat. Yeah, you'll never know you're being yeah. cooked, and that's what happens when I'm when it, you know I'm talking from my own personal experience, and you know life is a laboratory, and from my own personal experience, when I'm in it all the time, I'm not aware about how bad it's affecting me emotionally, physically. Right. But when I'm away from it and then think about going in that, even think about going in that direction, yes, my mind tells me, like that movie you're talking about, we actually talked about you watching this movie. You probably forgot because you were still in a blackout from it. Yeah, but, but like the day after, and I. Oh, you're right. We did talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and I. Yeah, because I need. I actually needed your help. Yeah, because I, I called you because it was like, okay, I need, I need a shift in consciousness. I can't get out of this. Because I told you, I said, you know what? I saw that movie and the bit of the trailer would come on every time you turned on Netflix. You know how it automatically shows yeah, a little yeah, piece. Yeah. And I said, Daryl, you cannot watch that movie. Yeah. And I was telling her, no, you cannot watch that movie. And Kathy, naughty little Kathy admitted, she goes, you know, I had the same thought before I pressed play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is so true. But we all do it. We all do it. But we this do. is a good lesson. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't realize that they can tell a story, too. There's a lot of sensitive people, like myself included at times, my wife, that when you, get, when you grow up around people that have strong ideas and maybe negative and you feel shut down a lot, you get used to being a really good listener. And maybe you don't want to, you don't have a type of voice where you're trying to push your way through other people to try to be heard. But this is where you sit alone and tell your own story. Find ways that you want to tell your story. You don't have to tell it to anyone else but God and yourself. That's the main thing. That's when I start to get sort of resentful at times because I can be really good at going along and supporting other people, but I'll get this certain sort of like caginess this is kind of what came out the other night when i was just feeling frustrated it's like i can't i start to get really just if i've just just been listening to other people's telling their stories and i haven't found a way whatever it is through art or writing or whatever it is for me even surfing kind of feels like that where it's just me and uh it's just really important that if you're listening to this and you don't think you're a storyteller you find a way Whatever works for you. You don't have to have a podcast or be a minister or have a loud, necessarily, voice. But find a way to tell your story, whether it's through sewing or whatever it is, right? But that creative voice exists within everyone. And I think that's why a lot of people just adopt this outside news voice and think, well, it doesn't matter. I don't have that in me anyway to tell my own story. What's the use? It doesn't... But it does matter. It really, really, the only way this whole place is really going to change for the better is if everyone finds a way to loving, and this is the thing, lovingly, a creative, joyful story. Not like, there are a lot of stories, and sometimes we have to get rid of the crap if we've been suffering. But when it really takes off is when we tap into our individual story, our individual, creative, powerful, unique story. Because every one of us has culture, family, but whatever. But like your brother, he found a way to be himself within all of that. And that ended up being his salvation or solution to all of it. And that's, it's just so important because I can imagine people here, like even Daryl and Ed are not your storytellers. Reverend Kathy's not your storyteller. 
You are your storyteller, and you need to find ways. Tell it. You will feel better. You will feel more powerful. Lois Conklin uh, makes these cards. Yeah, she sends us these postcards. There's one and, right here. Yeah, and here's here's one. There's one. And she tells her story through music. She plays. And it's just, there's so, we know so many people who have, Kirk writes scripts. Everyone, uh, Chobo, uh, Indy does it through Chobo even. Like, this is part of the way he's telling his story. But we all have a different way to tell your story. So if you're listening to this, it can look like anything. But it's that moment where you feel like you're expressing your true self. Just for the sake of, of expressing your true self. You don't need any more justification than that. And it's powerful. It will change everything. It will change your life. That's like when I got into music when I was 18, I was just writing poems because it had to come out of me. I was in college. My Kelly Wells, the guy who was my, um, my apartment mate in college, found a poem on the ground, made some chords. He played guitar, told me I should sing with him. And it changed my life. I went from being someone who didn't think my voice really mattered and I'd get angry and I, that was the only time I'd express myself to all of a sudden... My whole life changed through music. All of a sudden, I'm like in parties. You know, I've talked about it before, but it's just, it's profound when we just open a little way for that light within us, which is unique in every individual to come out, which is why I like with my kids that I work with or whoever I'm working. Again, it's I try to listen for where is them that they're not letting out. Once you start letting yourself out, everything transforms. There's no limit to what, what good can come to you. Yeah. I love that. There is no limit. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. And we get to choose it, right? Yeah. We're constantly choosing. Constantly. Right. Yeah. Right. I love it. And it might start out, if you're out there, because I know people too, I talk to them, I don't really want to get angry. I'm like, if you're angry, just admit you're angry. That's the beginning. you right? got to tell the truth about where you are yeah. right now. Otherwise, you're packing the musket. It doesn't mean you're an angry person, right. but there's not a person on the planet who does it like, you know. Jesus got angry. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember, the word nice means to play dumb, really. The origin of it was dumb, stupid, to play dumb. To play dumb so, at your expense. At your own expense. Yes. Like, oh, I'm being nice. You're not being true to kind yourself. and true to yourself. And it's not benefiting anyone if being nice means just playing along with a whole bunch of stuff. And remember, it, you can use non-resistance. You don't have to hang out with people and try to force yourself to change them, but be, be kind enough to yourself to admit this feels like hell. I got to figure out what it is. Spend some time getting to know yourself. What is the solution? The solution is probably way better than you're even imagining, but it resides within your own heart and you have to find it because it's unique to you. It always, it's unique to everyone, but you know it when you feel it. Yeah. And you know, with this new year, it's such a, this, this whole subject is so beautiful to have, you know, right before New Year's Eve, because we want to let go of those stories. And, you know, as, as you guys mentioned, tomorrow at the church, we're doing a, a burning bowl service. And what that means is you just, you just uh, write down the things that you want to let go of from the, the 2003. Uh, and last year, uh, this one woman came up to me afterwards because then you burn the piece of paper. It's a whole ceremony. She said, you know what? I burned my husband in there. And I just started to laugh. <laughs> and I said, it's not your husband. But what is the meaning? What's the story that you bought into about your husband? Your husband is neutral. You know, so yes, he, he may have done some things here and there. Maybe, you know, the divorce didn't go as well or whatever. Yes, but those are all stories. 
And what is it in the story that you want to let go of? Is it betrayal? Yes. Is it, you know, is it anger? Is it resentment? And so for this new year, it's about what do I want to let go of? So I love that you guys are ending the year with this subject. It's really powerful. Yes. Yeah, it's about getting to what's underneath. You're absolutely correct. That's yes. important because it's never what we think it is. I quickly want to blame a circumstance or person, but what's really going on underneath that? What what does it affect within me? You know, what's the fear of the fear of something I might not get or the fear of something I might lose? Like what's underneath there? What what's causing this anger or this resentment or, or this envy, you know? Yeah. You know, why am I envious? They get all the breaks. Well, maybe that's fear that, you know, I'm not good enough as is. Or maybe it's me trying to justify me not taking the tiny little steps towards what it is that I want to do. Maybe that's why I'm envious at this other person. Not because of their success. It's because they're a reflection to me of what is possible for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm not yeah. taking the steps. I'm watching the news and action movies instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. I mean, I get the image when you say that of me as a kid sitting here and just going along with my family telling me what to do. And all the while, like, I'm just, the creative part of me is just sitting in the seat. So then I know, because when people around me are expressing themselves freely and this certain type of resentment comes up within me, I know it's a, the old mental pattern of feeling like I don't have a voice. No one gives a SHIT about what I do or who I am or what. That used to kill me, man. It was like, doesn't anyone here really? Because I always had this deep creative voice. And if I didn't, wasn't able to express it outwardly, I would turn it on myself inwardly. You know, and so, but so sometimes I always tell people this too when I work with them. So the best thing I got out of the spiritual psychology program was to give it a voice. Find out what that part of you is bitter about, because usually that part of me will start by saying, you know, F Daryl, he's doing this, it's so loud, and it, you know, F this and that, F whatever. And then I'll say, well, what do you want to do? Well, I want to express myself. And it's just what you just said. That part of me has the solution within it, but sometimes it needs to be expressed. Sometimes we spend a lot of time avoiding that part of us that we think is bad or wrong because it's mad. It's not the image that we think. It's not the person that we think we should be. But it's instead of avoiding it, give it a voice. Let Find out what it has to say. And from there, um, from there, the solution will be born. That's the manger. And a lot of times, there's a reason why Jesus was born in the manger, right? The last place you thought the Christ would be born. That very part of us that's upset, but it's not a bad part of us. It's a part of us that maybe we disowned or we thought was bad. Someone told us it was bad. But if we start getting to know that part, it brings richness to our life. And Because I can't spend my life anymore. I'm almost 50. Like, try to toe the line of other people who kind of seem like they're doing what I'm doing. I want to be the one enjoying it, whatever that is. Whatever that is. And only I know what it is. Just like only you or you, only the listeners and viewers, you know. And it's not about being militant against anything or anybody and proven to everyone through these practices of love and non-resistance and self-expression, these healthy things, affirmative thought, like Daryl is describing, like you would never guess that Daryl didn't sleep last. I would never guess that if I don't 
if he doesn't tell me, I forget it. I go, oh man, this guy lives this stuff so much that he never, you know, like, but then he goes, well, I found out that 10 minutes earlier, he was whatever, feeling like hell, but he chose to embrace an affirmative story, you know, an affirmative knowing and tell that story. And so I just want to encourage everyone out there. It's never going to be too late. It's not too late. You're going to have to do it eventually. Start telling your story. Start, start telling, telling your, start expressing yourself. And the good story. No more with the bad story. Yes. 2024 is more of the good and no more of the bad story. Yeah, get on yeah. with what you want. Get on with what you want. Find it. It's there somewhere. Yeah, and you can have more of of whatever you're focused on. So I, lo I love yes. that it's more in 24 because you really have to be aware of, wait a minute, what is it that I want more of? Because I'm plugging into a story that I could get more of, Yeah, whether it's the bad news or whatever. You know, I'm I'm creating my future by plugging into that. So it's not like you just said, Daryl, it's no more of that, but more of what is it that I want? How yeah. do I want to be? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like stepping up. For me, it's like I, the other night I woke up in the middle of the night and all the stress for a moment just parted. And it like all the stress and all the stories that went with it were just gone. And that's the only, the we, at that place is the only time I really know who I am and where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And I have to, so it's, it's, a, it's a far more like gentle process and I have to keep, because I've del I've like delved into the the hard so I've done a lot of different things, but now it's just like, Ed, there's a totally different you, a totally different reality waiting for you, and it's easy. It's it's just find some good thoughts, find some things that because they're on a totally different frequency than that old way of thinking, but they're there now. Yeah, they're just it's just a right. different frequency. So tune in, and I just have to admit it's all in me to do it. It's all like. There's still patterns in me that are like want to keep active that are a lot more like the people I want to judge in my family where they're this only differences. I'm just going to keep making a nice, easy new choice. This week I got invited to a Palm Springs surf club out of nowhere, a brand new wave pool in, in Palm Springs. I FaceTimed Daryl. It's beautiful, right? Like clean, clean blue water. The most amazing thing ever. They can change the shape of the wave to be an A-frame that they call it, or you roll in into a barrel. Or, it's just like, it was way bigger than I imagined it would be. It was way more like a real ocean wave. Than, like The whole thing was mind-blowing. But it was so overwhelming that that morning, the only thing I, I set my attention, I'm just going to love the five other guys I'm with. I'm not even going to worry, what am I going to get out of it? How am I going to, I'm just going to love and bless them. And as a result, like I connect the most friendly, loving staff that worked there were so encouraging. And they gave me some tips and I ended up having a really good time and like doing better on these, this new situation than I would have if I had tried, tried, right? Like mm -hmm. I just blessed it. I opened and I became friends with every person there because some of these guys I had, oh, that guy's this and this guy. And, you know, and I like, was like, no, I got to love these guys. I'm, and I even stepped out boldly and prayed with my buddy Dylan, who was with me in the Del Taco beforehand. And I've never done that before. And Man, it really paid off. I just had the most amazing experience, like of a bliss, like a bliss. Like, how did they create this thing? Like you said, the water's so blue. The guy on the inside who was working there, like I said, he told, gave me one little tip, and it's because I wasn't in know-it-all mode. I just said, you know what? I'm not even gonna think. I'm just gonna do what he said, and it worked. And yeah, so it was just 
having the, the, the drive there and back took no time because we were flying high. My buddy got some videos uh, from it, and it was just um, – but it was, again – I and, it, and this happened to me yesterday. I, I was so overwhelmed by all this family stuff that it started to feel like I got to change all these people. I got to do so- – like I was getting beat down by this feeling like I got to do all this for everyone. And the voice inside told me, just remember, Ed, all you got to do is become receptive and see the God that's already there in everyone. Drop the stories about anyone else. Like, I was hanging out with Daryl and Krista McAvini yesterday, or, was I, or a day or two ago, and I, was, I said to myself, I don't know who these two are. These are two amazing artists. I get to hang out with artists? This is amazing. It changed my whole, like, just keep dumping every story. My wife, I don't know who this is, an amazing designer who... We live in this beautiful house. She's you know, like, take that approach and know it's not a hard road. It's the easiest road because the God that we're seeking is already in everyone. And by knowing it, like Daryl's the king, is by knowing it, you say one thing to someone and all of a sudden they sound like they've been studying metaphysics their whole life because most people don't even open the door for them to talk about it because they assume they're a certain way. We have to dummy down, and when we do, we will draw the God out of every situation we come to. And most of all, I'll realize I'm already here. I'm already mm-hmm. in heaven. All that fighting mm-hmm. and all that angst is just taking me out of it. It's already here. This is weird. That's what this is, right? We're not talking about making something new. We're talking about tapping in and harnessing and expressing the stuff we've always wanted to express. It's always been here. That's the beauty of it. It's always been here. It always will be here. So how soon are we going to join the party and let it come through in whatever way it wants to come through us? Because I'm not, sometimes you're so like charismatic that I start finding myself thinking I need to say it the way Daryl says it, which is awesome because in some ways as a teacher, when I need to say something new, I go, how would Daryl say this? But there's other times where I have to say, well, how now to take the next step, how does Ed say this? How does, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, it's like, by doing that, then I'm able to be a better friend to Daryl too. And it's like a dance that, that we're all teaching and learning from each other. So, yeah. You know, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, uh, when my co-minister, Temple Hayes, and I first started to serve together at Unity of Santa Barbara, and those of you that know her, she's very, she's big energy. Yeah. You know, and with her big energy, she can, she can just, you know, just take over a room and you know i'm i i don't i don't do that in that way and when she first came on it was like whoa this is interesting i wonder you know should i like try to be more like that that's not me and uh one person came up to me and and said you don't let her run you over like that and wow. intuitively, I got, you know what? You don't have to worry. I know who I am. Yes. Yes. You don't have to worry. I know who I am. I don't have to be somebody else. That's right. I know how to be in my ministry. And Temple knows how to be in her ministry. Yeah. And it works. You know, it's like she's a little bit country. I'm a little rock and roll. You know, I, You know, it's like we're very, very different. And it's the same with the two of you. You're you're different, and yet you complement each other so yeah. beautifully because yeah. you both have different ways of expressing the truth, and that's all that matters. That's right. So, um, yeah, good for you, Ed. Hey, thank you. 
Yeah, you yeah. too. You too. I, I feel it. it. I can feel that, and I can see that too. It's it really is a blessing to have two people because. I mean, I was thinking about this earlier. I don't know if people were watching on YouTube. Sometimes, like, my, when I'm feeling really good, there's, like, no, almost no expression on my face. Sometimes I'm like, I need to go to school and become, like, a, an a news anchor. And, you know, like that. But, <laughs> but when Daryl's saying stuff, if it looks like I'm disinterested, it is. Now, I'm looking inwardly, and I learn so much about these teachings. And I swear, I'll, I'll hear the Fillmore's coming through. Like, everything's coming through. And so I don't know if I'd ever be a good news anchor, but you don't want to be a news anchor. I want to be a news anchor. I want to, <laughs> news I, anchor. It's just like it's. This doesn't make me want to show off. It gives me such a deep feeling of peace and serenity that I don't have to put on a show because I know that God is the show. Like that, and yes. So I was just thinking. I almost said something about this earlier because I was thinking about it, and it's. I'm so glad. Yeah, it's. Because we can't watch this, we can't watch the show that's happening here between the three of us. We can only trust. It's an inner thing, you know. Like I learned that when I used to play when I played music, and I'm getting back into going out. And it's like I used to. I learned this trick when I would go out on stage. I would like touch the microphone and really look at it, like with no nothing in my brain. And in that moment, like I'm led, dropping all show and guard, and then everyone's attention is welcoming welcomed into where my attention is and it like silences and then and then we're all connected in this weird little like meditative moment and then i perform and i don't feel the pressure to put on a show like i'm not trying to avoid the people i'm not trying to overly win them over we're just all together you know and to me that's what this is there's so many spiritual teachers that it's a show it's they want to sell books they want to I don't want that. I want to live in a state of unity because it is the only true reality. I don't want to miss it and die and go as I pass back into heaven because no one goes to hell. doesn't exist. I can guarantee that 100%. As I leave this place, I don't want to be like, oh my God, I missed the whole thing because I was, you know what I'm saying? I want to live it now. And to live it now, is, it's mysticism. It's magic. It's Because it's easy to see it in a movie when there's a soundtrack and there's all the camera angles, but it's like, I always thought, when, how can I, because I watched a lot of documentaries about musicians, you know, it's like, how can I live it and enjoy it now? That's what I, I've always wanted to do, and that's what I'm, this stuff helps me to do, is to tap in and be blown away by the magic that happens. Well, Kathy, are you You want me to read? Luck. Luck. From and Joyce, it it's on my phone. I'm not texting. Oh, that's okay if you want. <laughs> I like your big orange case. Yeah, this is from. It was on sale, and I didn't know what kind of phone I had, so I thought, well, this fits. <laughs> <laughs> it fits perfect. It suits you too. Yes, it's thank great. you. It's great. This is from Joyce oh. Kramer. Yes, and it's luck. I give thanks for your for I give thanks for your power within me. That assures success in all my undertakings. Do you believe in luck? Did you know that what seems to be a lucky break is actually a receiving of what we have asked for? Nothing happens by chance. Whatever comes to us is the direct result of our asking and our belief. With our attention centered on God within, good is bound to come to us. 
The focus of our thoughts will show up in our life and affairs. Many people bemoan the fact that Lady Luck does not smile on them. They claim life as is always shortchanging them. No, nothing good ever comes to them. There is a pattern of failure throughout their affairs. They can be quite sure it will continue until they realize that they are they alone are responsible for their so-called luck. As we mature in spiritual understanding, we take personal responsibility for our results in life. Relying on God's power and guidance, we are assured of success in all our undertakings. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. That's 1 Corinthians 13, 11 by Joyce Kramer. Wow. She was fantastic. What a What a great teacher. Yep, and you know what Sinatra's affirmation was? What? Luck be a lady, be a lady tonight. tonight. <laughs> yeah, don't be a vengeful jerk like me. Be a loving, kind lady. Wait a minute. Maybe I should act like a kind and, a kind and loving lady, and my luck will be a kind and loving yeah. lady. <laughs> You know when I was there you go. when I was stressed the other night and like cold sore and all that story I told you when I was laying there, I used the Brian and Katie thing where you ask questions. The thought in my head was, I feel awful about so many things. That's what I that's so because I, I was like, what's this thought? And then I said, Is it true? And at first it was like, Yeah, it's true. And it was a crazy thing. Like China's gonna take over. It was the United States or something. Like there was something <laughs> crazy. Uh, but uh, then I said, "Is it? Uh, can you prove that it's true that there's so many things you feel awful about?" And then I, like, as I did, I relaxed. Not really. I can't prove that it's true. There's almost seems like there's a couple weird things in my head. And then, how do you feel when you think this thought? Well, I start thinking about when I was a kid and this thing, and I start. It feels terrible. I, like, and I start thinking of all the memories that started going through my head. And then I said, "How would you feel without that?" Oh, I feel a, a lot better. So then. You turn it around, and I said, I don't, I don't feel awful about so many things. And I realized that's true. It's only a couple weird things that are. And then I said, I feel great about so many things to turn it around even more. And I realized what, what Kathy said was just about the, what do you call that thing? The plug-in. The, it was the, There's some kind of board. I yeah, it was the, the switchboard. Switchboard. Yeah, switchboard. So I realized. Good. The yeah. root of what led me to that moment was that I was plugging into the few things that were bothering me and believing that that was all there was. And as soon as I like started to let go, I realized there are so many things that I, in this moment, that when I was sitting there, I'm not accessing those things. That's why I'm, life isn't flowing through me right now because I'm not plugging myself in. It was just so clear. There are so, anyone out there is struggling with, these things suck your attention. You got to pull. It's not sacrilege, no matter who's going through what around you. The only way you can really bless them is to pull out of the problem and admit there are millions of things going well in your life. Start simple and just even when your mind's going to resist, thank God we're at Chobo Studios, this table. Thank God I have friends like you all. Thank God my wife, you know, like start yeah. because you know what? The, 
as soon as you start doing it, there are so many more, infinitely more things to feel good about. So that's our story. We're sticking to it. Um, we do have a story about you, Kathy, that goes right along with this theme. Also, unitysb.org. Tomorrow is uh, Sunday. Uh, Kathy will be manning the ship for the burning bowl ceremony, unitysb.org. There's a live stream where you have to watch it live. Yeah, December 31st is the date we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, and you about. can even go there for the week after. It'll still be in the live stream. Or you can go to YouTube, Unity of Santa Barbara. And I think it's under the live yeah. tab where you actually find the sermons and such. I highly recommend it. Like Kathy's uh, services are medicinal every time like Aww. we all we're like you're our led zeppelin like did you listen to the new Aww. record and we literally we make sure she, we remind each other she's my go-go she's my go-go there you go yeah actually that's it <laughs> they're a lot more attractive to me than led zeppelin i love it <laughs> I, 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 I agree i started thinking about robert plant though there's someone out there like, in those tight bell bottoms <laughs> Yeah. So, um, just just for your viewers, uh, if you can't do a burning bowl, you know, if, if there's like you know fire alarms around your house or whatever, I would recommend a uh, a year end flush. So take some toilet paper, you know, just write down the things you want to let go of and flush it. Nice. So just, that's just for your viewers for the new year. Yeah. All right. I love that. I love that. Maybe a sharpie would work well on the toilet paper. Yeah. Anything works well on toilet paper. <laughs> Can okay. you That's our New Year's resolution. <laughs> read your story about Kathy. We got this from TMZ. All right. I'm just now I'm stuck thinking about what really could I write on toilet paper with. All right, so let's see here. Um upon learning that her friend was ill, Kathy Norman paid him a visit. The sick man complained bitterly about his fate. Everything happens to me. First, my cow gets tuberculosis, then my barn burns down, and now I have lumbago. Kathy, trying to cheer him up, said, It could be worse. To each compliment, no, to each complaint, excuse me, she kept saying, But it could be worse. Finally, in exasperation, the sick man exclaimed, How could it be worse? Kathy replied, It could have happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very, a very encouraging minister. Yeah. <laughs> What's your friend? That name? is so great, the Johnny singer? Franzi. Oh, the singer who dances and twirls. KC. Yeah, KC. You mean yeah, KC from KC and the Sunshine so, Band. So not everyone oh, knows. Yeah, KC and the Sunshine Band. Not everyone knows that Casey was an earlier admirer of oh, Kathy. He had a crush on her. He had a crush, and he, this is the original lyrics were. Kathy, to be with, with you, you is my favorite thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till I see you again. again. Yeah, yeah. I want to put on my, 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 my boogie shoes <laughs> just to boogie with you. I want to put on my, 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 my boogie shoes just to boogie with you. Visit Daryl and Ed. Kathy Norman, we love you. UnitySB.org. I love you guys. Define easy language. The year of more. Thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. I want to do it till the sun comes up. 
yeah, yeah. And I want to do, do it till, till I can't, can't get, get enough. enough. I thought you were a singer. Yeah, yeah, I blew out <laughs> my throat. I want to put on my, 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 my boogie shoes. <laughs> just to boogie with you. I want to put on my, 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 my boogie shoes. <laughs> just to boogie with you. Burner. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Five hundred dollars. Really? See, two hundred dollars for you. One hundred dollars for you. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Hundred dollars for you. Are you serious? Yeah. I'll give you a hundred. Thank you so When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away 10% of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.